Welcome back to the Music Bleachers. Joining me on the Bleachers today is Pix. Welcome, Pix. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> going great. How are Excellent. you going? Yeah, good. Very nervous. This is the first live session of the Music Bleachers podcast. So, yeah, that's something. It's pretty that's exciting. That's great. I'm yeah. so honoured to be your first live session guest. Amazing. How you been? How's ISO been? How's ISO been? ISO's been... Up and down. Yeah. You know, you have your good moments, you have your bad moments, but overall, it it's over, kind of. Kind of. I could say it's over. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Yeah, about the same. Mm. Just been blasting a heap of music and trying to organise this channel. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very exciting to have you on. Talking about, I'd say probably one of the best albums of the year, or very, very top. I definitely say it. definitely one of the best albums yeah, that has sure. been released this year for sure. Easily, we are of course talking about Dreamland by Glass Animals. <laughs> Woo! Uh, it's their third studio album, released seventh of August twenty twenty. Very upbeat, fun sound. Very serious topics and lyrics. Just what we love. Exactly. Anything that can make us bop while crying, I love it. Perfect. This is why I love Joji so much. Yeah. There are a couple songs by Joji I do enjoy. Absolutely. I'm hoping Slow Dancing is one of them. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's like <laughs> pinnacle of bop crying. Number one. Yeah, so this album came out at a really weird time for the band as well. So um, after their 2016 album release, um, drummer Joe Seward was hit by a truck while cycling and <laughs> underwent uh, brain surgery in 2018. And had to like learn how to like walk, talk, play uh, play drums again. Oh my god, I didn't know that. It's very intense. Oh wow, I'm so sorry for this guy. Yeah, he's made like a full recovery. Yeah. From what I've holy read, shit. so. Sorry, like... am I allowed to swear? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're super intense, and um, that's where kind of the realness and rawness in the album comes from, and. Mhm. Kind of, you know, wow. Okay, wow! I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Did you listen to Glass of Animals much before this album? Um, or? I definitely listened to a bit of songs from their Zaba album. Yeah. I think one of my favourites was Hazy. It definitely gave me that like summer tropical vibe. Yeah. I think that's why I loved it, but it was only like one or two songs. I was never really into Glass Animals as much. And then I remember hearing Heat Waves. Oh, I watched a cover of it on YouTube. Oh, okay. Just someone sing, singing Heat Waves, like yeah. an acoustic cover. And I was like, oh, okay, the, the, the way they were playing the guitar was, like, really nice. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm digging this. Okay, it's so okay. Good. <laughs> the, lyrics, the lyrics sounded fine, too. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to search up the, like, the original version. Yeah. Heard Heat Waves, and I was like, I loved it. It's just I love. immediate. As soon as you hear Heat Waves, it's just... Straight away, yeah. instantly. I was like, I fucking love this song. Yeah. I need to save it, save it to all my, like, vibey playlists. <laughs> and then from then on, like, I was just keeping track with, like, every single single release of the album from yeah. then. Fair enough, yeah. Mm. Like, I first started listening to them in, like, 2017, I think. Because I heard Season 2, Episode 3, mm -hmm. and just fell in love with it. Because it was very much, like, just had a really uni student vibe to it. A uni student vibe? What, yeah. <laughs> what kind of... There's so many different uni student vibes. What, what was the one that you felt listening to it? She was drunk eating mayo out of a jar. And I was okay. like, oh, yeah, that'll, that'll do it. So the struggling uni student just vibe? Just the struggling yeah, uni student okay. vibe. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? Yeah. And it just sounded like they had so much synth and they had all these different elements and mm -hmm. it was just 
here for that shit. They do remind me of like, um, I don't know, like the alternative, if Flume went alternative. Yeah. That's how I kind of envision glass animals. Because they're very experimental with their sounds. For sure, yeah. Which is how I obviously see Flume. So I definitely think they're like the more alternative version of Flume, for sure. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that before. That's mm. I was good. like, as I was listening to it, the album, I was like, oh, I'm getting some like cool like flume vibes here. So I was like, okay, sick. Yeah, nice. I don't really listen to like a heap of flume, and I definitely did not oh, listen really? to that experimental album from 2018. 2018 flume skin, the skin. No, album? no, I listened to skin, some of that. The next oh, one. the other one, the last one, I was like, hi, this is flume. That one, yeah. No, I didn't listen to that one either, much either, but. In terms of like skin, even some songs from that are quite like crazy instruments, yeah. sounds, noises. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't thought of it like that, but definitely nail on the head there. So, yeah. So, would you like to get stuck into the album straight onto the track? Sure. First song. All right. First song, which was a single, was a third single released on the first of May. We have Dreamland. Dreamland. Oof. Dreamland. What can we say about Dreamland? The name itself just sounds so pleasing. It does. Like, imagine naming a song Dreamland. Seeing this new trend and it's start normalising naming your kids after great song names. Oh my god, yes. Dreamland um, Smith. So, Dreamland so Smith. See, yeah. my, name, not, my name would be too hard. Dreamland Manny. Yeah. Do you know how weird that would sound? I wish I had like a more, maybe if I had like a more white last name, it would sound better. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd win that competition. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um... Well, yeah, even, like, the first few chords of Dreamland are just so, oh, just so dreamy. It's literally the only way to describe it. Like, the song title describes the song itself. Legit. Like, how I described it was just, like, it just felt like I was floating on clouds. Yeah, 100%. That's really the best way I can explain it. Yeah. It's just one of the nicest kind of trippy songs. Mm-hmm. Like, 2am listen. Yeah, it feels like 5pm listen, doesn't matter you, when. Yeah, it feels like one of those songs you, like, listen to when you're reminiscing. Yeah. Back on, like, life. For sure. So I love that about it. Yeah. It's just, oh, literally, like, sets up the instrumentals and tone of the entire album mm-hmm. so well. Yeah. It literally, I think I saw in Genius that it was, like, the table of contents yeah. for what the album was, was going to be. Like, that song was, like, the introductory song for yeah. how the album would, like, it was kind of, like, setting the tone for the rest of the album, yeah. which it does perfectly. I just love, we'll get to it later as well, but I just love how they bookend this album just so well. Because mm-hmm. that's something no bands really do. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, once in a while. But yeah. amazing. Listen to Dreamland. It's iconic. Absolutely. 100% agree. 100%. <laughs> um, track two, we have Tangerine. Yep. Um, what do you have to say about this one? What a fucking bop. I just <laughs> love, like, oh, you can't see me, but, like, it's just like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching her have a little boog. Arms up. <laughs> have a little have a little boogie. <laughs> it's just like summertime vibes and so catchy. Oh, for sure. It's very um pop, hip hop. Yeah. Pop slash hip hop influence kind of production. For sure. For sure. Um and yeah, I was reading uh the Genius Fist as well and Dave mm-hmm. said it was like about someone he knew who had changed so much and become like a person that he didn't recognise and now kinda hated who they were. We can all relate to that. Yeah. I just love the, like, euphemism he uses, like, the tiny tangerine speckles are, like, the hints of who they oh were. Oh, my God, And yes. I was like, oh. I literally wrote down, like, my favourite line from that song in general was, but I love it when the light sits on, sits on you just right, tiny tangerine speckles painted in your eyes. Yeah. And I was like, this is 
That's art. Chef's kiss. Amazing. That's like poetry right there. Exactly. I'd hate it if like someone who studies poetry listened to this and was like, that's not poetry at all. Thankfully we don't know any of those those losers. But no, for sure. Like I, I love the way he kind of I feel like you'd really have to study the song to kind of get that message out of it. Yeah. But love the way that he managed to capture that in such a because like he does it in a way that like once you find like discover or read about what it is like oh of course like that yeah but it's it's one of those songs where you're like wow like you're full bop into it and you're like oh shit this is deep (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) and there's so many songs like that on this album as well which i think is what we love about it the start of it legit yeah (laughs) the start of where it goes for sure um anything else to say about it um no i that's yeah yeah that's what i can think of cool uh, moving on to track three. So there's about, I think there's four interludes on this album. So the first one is Home Movie 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Home Movie tracks are just audio from uh, David's mum's home videos, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. It adds a very uh, nostalgic kind of like a... Like how I mentioned before how the first track, Dreamland, sets a kind of tone. I feel like these interludes set like a, um, a timeline type of 100% that's what I really like about it and the transition from the home movie 1994 to the next song which would be Hot Sugar yeah is amazing I remember just listening to it and I was like whoa hold on a second I had to like (laughs) replay it like a couple of times and I was like holy shit this is fucking amazing yeah we just love it Um, but yeah so this one only goes like 30 seconds 20 seconds or something yeah that's long enough but I like the little um, you can tell that it's like a home video it's very like a vintage style yeah for sure. So it, gives, it gives it a nice little throwback feel. Yeah. And that's like, the whole um, album is basically from the start of his life until now, till present. Mm-hmm. And just like, what he's learnt about life kind of along the way. And I think, yeah, adding something like this and it being so personal as well is just... I always love, love it. it when artists add that little personal touch. Yeah. It just makes an album ten times better. Like, yeah. You can tell that it's just like it's not just an album made for selling. It's like an album that's actually made out of like experiences yeah. and home and life. Yeah. Which is great. Which I think that's what adds such a great touch to the album. Really. For sure. Because it's something that they didn't really do prior to this. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave just basically refused to write anything about his personal experience or something. But then when the accident happened and then he kind of like went back to the studio to like help him get through the time and he met a heap of people and yeah. kind of learnt how to express himself and his experiences mm-hmm. and like if you look at not that I listened to much of the previous album but like if you look at those few songs and then this album yeah the, d- the difference is just major you can tell the difference yeah it's great so alright moving on to track number four Hot Sugar Hot Sugar Vibe Synthy Laid Back Yes. It's such a like a slick kickback. How this is what this is literally what I read about the song. It feels like riding your bike through residential streets on a bright sunny day type of vibe. <laughs> and how so I envisioned it because like obviously like I love to have like every song I listen to I like to have some sort of like visual in my head. Yeah. So the visual that I had was like like a back in like 1980s you got a, like an old vintage looking kind of bike yeah. you're riding past your like lemonade stand like that's how I envisioned the song yeah. to be like that's pretty bang on actually yeah if, yeah it's very a lot of the songs in this part of the album are super like nostalgic and I think that's 
yeah, definitely on the nose for that. Mm-hmm. It, at first, when I listened to the song, I was like, mm. I was like, oh, okay, just another song. Yeah. Second time I listened to it, I was like, ooh, all right. And then the breakdown that happens like later on during the song. Yeah, so good. Oof. Another Amazing. chef's kiss. Yeah, another chef's kiss. And I love that they just tackle like um, the feeling of like the first few times you think you've fallen in love, but really just think someone is super, super cool and you want to just spend heaps of time with them and have like a load of fun with them. Yeah, that's, I'm sure we can all relate to that. This is what Dave wrote it about. I don't, I mean, that's just what he wrote it about. But it like <laughs> encapsulates it perfectly. Yeah. Like it's such a like, the, I feel like the cool kickback vibe adds to the cool persona. Yeah, for sure. And then obviously the lyrics talk about, you know, being in love with this cool persona, but not sure if it's love or just pure admiration. Yeah. Which is great. That happens. I, I'm assuming that happens a lot, though. I mean, mm, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Enough to write like... a song about it. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't know. I mean, have you experienced like ever falling in love, like thinking you've fallen in love with someone, but really it's just you really like their persona? No, not personally, but <laughs> I feel like I really like. Um. I wouldn't say fallen in love, but mm. I've been like, oh, you know, like I'm, I'm really digging your vibe. But I'm yeah, not sure if it's, in a, if it's in a more of a like, do I like you or do yeah. I just want to be you? Legit. Like, I feel <laughs> you like know? sometimes you get that with your friends where you're like, your vibe is just so intense and mm-hmm. I need it. Or do I, do, I, do I like spending time with you as mates or do I want to kind of like... Up, yeah, bring it up a notch. Be like you. Yeah. Ah. Mm. There you go. Um, anything else to say about it? Uh, if anything this was probably the only song that kind of um, made me think of the previous albums like I think yeah. this song was more like the Zaba album I think specifically like the song Hazy for me um, but other than that like it's probably the only song that I could link back to like their past kind of music yeah but because I feel like this album is just a whole entity like a whole different 100%. new step in the right direction. In the right direction, definitely. More of this, please. <laughs> um, then we got track five, another home movie, BTX. Highlight, are you watching Sesame Street? No. <laughs> One of the few lines in the home videos, and I was just like, yep, I'm here for that. Sounds cool. <laughs> That's cute. Because it's his mum asking him, and he's like three, being like, nah. <laughs> nah. Have you ever watched Sesame Street? Have I? Mm-hmm. I have. I actually... Um... I don't know if I liked it that much. I think I was more into, like, Pokemon and stuff when I was younger. Yeah, see, I was never into that. Really? No. Like, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, none of that? No. Fuck you. Not that I was into Sesame Street. It was like... But it was like, you know, like, if you have your preferences on, like, what's on TV. Oh, Batman, always. Batman? Yeah. Batman the Animated Series was ace. I never... I don't think I ever watched Batman. Uh, I might have, like, come across it, but I don't think enough to kind of it's watch so it. Good. I do remember... Yu-Gi-Oh! I used to love Yu-Gi-Oh! so much that like when I was in like young um, I wanted my hair like Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh no! So like I went to the bathroom and just chopped the whole clunk off uh, and I was like hey mom look I look like Yu-Gi-Oh! now because I had like gel in my hair to yeah. spike it up and she was she looked at me dead in the face and was like oh my god oh my god oh my. and took me to the hairdressers the next morning we had a kid in high school who I will not name, but if you went to high school with me, <laughs> you know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, and his hair just went, like, up. 
Oh, it was blonde. It was just spiked the fuck up. Like when you say spiked up, was it just like poof? It was you, yeah. Like we caught. Co- was called you well, okay, behind was, his back. We behind called his, him. <laughs> <laughs> his back. I wasn't I, friends with him. I love he just comes across this podcast and hears like we're talking about him. If you do hear that, I hope you've at least changed your hairstyle. <laughs> it was not. It was not it. it was not good. I'm sure it was great. No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> anyway, um, track six: Space Goes to Coast to Coast. Space Goes Coast to Coast. What a song. What a song. See, I was actually personally shocked by this song. Um, it's definitely the, probably the most like hip-hop type of influence song yeah, on the album. Yeah, for sure. But see, I thought the song was like one of those like, fuck you, like I'm breaking up with you, I'm leaving you songs. Um, especially when the word goes my way, like I go my way and you go yours, something like that. Yeah. And then I thought, I read it on Genius. Yeah. And it's about a school shooting. Yeah. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> What's well, about... I mean, yeah, but it's about him being friends with the guy before... Like, then he left... Because he used to... Live, he grew up in America. Yeah. Then he moved to the UK. And then it happened afterwards. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, but, like, I was out here being like, yeah, my way, you go, yours. Like, you jam out to a song being yeah. like, yeah, like, I'm feeling good about myself. Like, I'm I'm single, whatever. And then to realise that, like, it's literally about a school shooting type of situation. Yeah. I was like, okay. Bit intense. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. This gives me, like... <laughs> The realization is like I listened to that song by uh, what's that? All the other kids with oh, yeah, pumped MGMT. up kicks, right? Is it? No, no, it's not MG. Foster, Foster the people. Foster the people. I think. As an indie individual, I'll be making a public <laughs> apology in this podcast. You're cancelled. I'm cancelled. You're cancelled. Oh, James Cole, if you're listening, I'm so so sorry. <laughs> you're cancelled. Oh no. Get out of here. Ah. Um. Yeah, but even when I was found out that was that song was about like a school shooting, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's just oh, because it's they talk about heaps of shit they used to do together as kids and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's very nostalgic as well. Yeah. In that setting, I feel like that's the um the tone of the whole album. Nostalgia. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I love it though. We also need to talk about the album art. Mhm. This is, I would say, some of the best album art I've seen in a long time. Yeah. No, I love the colors, especially yeah. like the. The blue and the pink together. Yeah. Um, I have these hue lights in my room. So what these are Philips hue lights? They're very expensive. Yeah. Oh. Great. She got money. She got fucking money. Listen, yeah, JobKeeper. <laughs> <laughs> JobKeeper's what kept me rolling. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm in like how long? How many weeks of lockdown? I might as well make myself make make myself make myself feel comfortable at home. Yeah. So I bought these nice like Philips hues. Um, the light bars and I put them up in my room and I made every time I listened to the Dreamline album I would literally put like one side like that blue that like aqua blue yeah and then the other side was like the pink Oof. it was just that sounds amazing mm-hmm. it was either that I'll li- either listen <clears throat> to Dreamland with those colours or Fine Line oh yeah okay speaking of do you like I know, Fine I was, Line pop I was line? just about to comment on that <laughs> I was like thank you I did it last I've not, I've not finished it yet but been on the go for about a year it's great okay we can't talk about fine line because i will keep going okay we'll stop we'll get you back for that episode <laughs> if you don't have me back for that episode i'll be very angry with you Callum. it might not be in the next like month but no we'll that's get there. fine yeah. but if if i'm not there for harry styles episode <laughs> this friendship <laughs> is over oh dear <laughs> better be doing it next week then just to <laughs> avoid that 
Um, track seven, mm-hmm. Tokyo Drifting featuring Denzel Curry. Yeah. Um, was this, this was a single, this was the first single from yeah. the album, 13th of November 2019. Oh, it's literally like a year ago. A year ago. Yeah. And it placed in the hottest 100. Oh. And I was like, at the time, I hated this song. Really? But I think that's because I didn't like Denzel Curry because of Bulls on Parade. Why, why, what's Bulls on Parade? He, oh, he covered it for like a version and it uh, got like fourth or something on the Hobbs 100. Really? You didn't yeah. win a fan? I didn't, I didn't listen to it. I just didn't like the song and I didn't like that he bet out like, well, first of all, he bet out a lot of good songs on the Hobbs 100 last year mm-hmm. and he took um, the like record of the highest placing like a version away from DMA's Believe. Mm-hmm. This, I won't get in, into this because I'm very <laughs> passionate about it. Anyway, first time I heard Tokyo Drifting, I was like, eh, nah. But then now I quite like it. I do have to ask, what is your favourite, like, uh, Triple J cover? That's a loaded question. I don't know. Really? Oh, What's if yours? I... Oh, okay. Favourite... I'm only saying this because it's the one that always sticks by me and I will always like go back to it it's Childish Gambino's version of Into You um it's great I'll, I for for like a hot minute I was like I'm getting married to this song <laughs> he just sounds so beautiful so crispy I'm in love with it nice I don't think I've heard it actually Callum <laughs> Callum testing her patience Callum if we're gonna continue being friends <laughs> you better get on it uh, I will I'm sorry uh, so Tokyo Drift Tokyo Drifting I actually only listened to it kind of just before the album came out yeah I went through this little like uh, skating phase where like I tried to learn how to skate during oh, ISO yeah and like I started making a curating like a playlist for it yeah and at the time um, so I live with my best friend Stefan um, he super into Denzel Curry loves Denzel Curry he's probably one of his favourite hip hop artists um he just kept playing like Denzel Curry music and then at the time I was like scrolling through Spotify looking for music to add to this playlist of mine and I see Glass Animals featuring Denzel Curry and I was like perfect best of both worlds I get a bit of my taste I get a bit of his taste perfect we can both listen and jam out to it I liked it straight away yeah Um, this is literally what I described it as I can picture myself driving a really cool car like like an old vintage looking car with Ray-Ban sunnies on some floral silk shirt and just driving down the coast like a rich bitch. That's how I described it. I want that so much. That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's pretty bang on as well. Mm-hmm. The second, like the second half, when it, like that, you get that little drop and then it just gets and into, it just goes into his his like verse. Yeah, into yeah. Wavy Davy. Literally, um, I reckon Denzel Curry was probably such a great addition to the song yeah like I can't think of any other rapper that could have done it justice well he went out of his way to get Denzel onto the really yeah he didn't want anyone else so perfect good choice He's I love well. it when artists make music for a specific feature yeah. instead of just like looking for any kind of random rapper because then it just like it just sounds off but I think the thing that I love most about the song was that it really showcased their ability to like cross genres of music yeah like I liked how they, they want to focus a touch on like hip hop but still keep it within their realm of like alternative indie they've done it really well because mm. it doesn't feel like it sticks out on the album yeah and I think because it is the only feature as well so yeah they've done really well to like like it doesn't feel too like foreign yeah because he, he kind of just matches what they're going for mm-hmm. which is a bit weird 
when you think about it because they're both they're so different such different artists have you actually listened to like a Denzel Curry song no (laughs) (laughs) I've heard I heard Wilson Brain I'm like okay (laughs) you should maybe I mean after this maybe maybe I will I mean uh, okay I don't know if you'll like it (laughs) (laughs) I'll give it a go um cool and then we've got track number 8 Melon and the Coconut Melon and the Coconut I love the fact that this is like one of those songs that you hear and you're like a melon and a coconut Mm -hmm. a relationship song about a melon dating a coconut this must have a deeper meaning no no it's just he liked to use (laughs) um i saw he just likes to use food as examples yeah and it's just so like i love this song it's just so soothing so Mm -hmm. summery beachy it gave me when i first listened to it i was like "Ooh, i'm feeling a bit of like the neighborhood here legit yeah Mm -hmm. definitely with the the vibe that the the new neighborhood album gave yeah this song definitely gave it for me and it but this song very much felt like just the interlude of the album yeah like it yeah. did feel like that kind of turning point where like kind of the album kind of shift into something else yeah I felt no I get that as well I love the fact that because this is about a melon breaking up with a coconut and <laughs> I just hearing those words out loud I'm like huh <laughs> <laughs> anyone listening to this is gonna be like this song sounds so stupid a melon breaking up with a coconut yeah. Um, and yeah, I was looking at the, uh, I think this as well. And his favorite, Dave's favorite lyrics from this song are also my favorite lyrics, um, which are off white Air Force Ones in a box. You're a fucking coconut, can't even put them on. Even if you could, couldn't even pull them off. Like, <laughs> I like savage. That. That's cute though. Because literally, I'm thinking of like a coconut, like a, with a, like a fa- smiley face, and yeah. just having like, this tiny little Air Forces on. Like, I don't and you're know. Like, could you pull them off? Nah. 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 <laughs> a melon, though. Hell yeah. Maybe. Anything else to say about that one? No, not at all. It's just a vibe. It is. It's like mm. that nice, easygoing kind of chill. Yeah. It's just that bit of the album where you're kind of like, all right, just relax before we get into the like, I was going to say, before we get to the intense stuff. Before we get into stuff. the better stuff. Yeah. All right. Saying that, moving on, track number nine, Your Love, Deja Vu. This was also. Um, a single, second single, released on nineteenth of Feb this year. Mm-hmm. Love this. So now this is a fuck you song. This is. This is a 100%. good like fuck you. Just say it with me now. Just fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> Let's harmonize. Sorry, mum. Let's harmonize. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm okay, on three. Okay. Oh, no, after three. Okay, one, two, three. Fuck, Fuck you. You. <laughs> you can't say harmonize if you mean to say it at the same time. But you weren't harmonizing with me. Because you, okay. you didn't do anything. Okay, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I have to say, with this song, I prefer the acoustic version a lot more. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I think with how the lyrics were, it just felt a lot more relatable to me when I heard the acoustic version. I was like, okay, this feels a lot more like, oh, I feel it in my soul. Yeah. I, su- I think the um, album version has this is a lot more fuck you to it, though. Yeah, it's a lot I, more I really like, like that. Mm. So I think I prefer that to mm-hmm. the acoustic. Um, what did this song, like, listening to it and, like, reading the lyrics, how did it, what kind of, like, message did it entail for you? Well, I got a kind of, like, friends with benefits one night stand situation Mm -hmm. and like um them being there for the sex and leaving immediately not wanting to like 
mention like Dave not wanting to mention his feelings he kind of just like lets it happen but he's like you're treating me like shit we're not doing anything else like you're coming on you're coming over we're fucking you're leaving and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like ah mm. I, what I got from it was like a toxic relationship like just coming out of a toxic relationship with somebody yeah. but neither party is being over it yeah and they compensate by continuing their physical relations like by still fucking okay um yeah I could see that too yeah that's how I saw it um, but I love like I thought the beat was just super groovy. Yeah. I just feel like the production on this album It's just immaculate. It's a beautiful next level. Impeccable. Yeah. I loved Astounding. it. Just this this just should we just have like a, a battle on like better adjectives here? No, I'm gonna lose really soon. <laughs> <laughs> My next one is good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Damn it. Brilliant. Aha. Angelic. Angel like. Beautiful. trying to think of that thing kids used <laughs> that's me sipping on my tea what's the thing kids used to say like you're a bitch or bitch at dogs and like uh, you know no what is like um you're a bitch well you called me a bitch and a bitch is a dog and a dog is oh an animal oh my god and a dog dog's a part of and nature dog and nature's a beautiful no and <gasps> dogs bark and bark is a part of trees and trees are nature therefore nature's beautiful therefore you're calling me beautiful <laughs> yeah that so I win I win the fight uh, I gave like what? eight How'd you win the fight? I called the song beautiful. I did. <laughs> I said beautiful. You it's said my podcast. You gotta you let me said, win. You said angel like. Yeah, as a joke. Oh dear. Um, oh overall, just a great song. Mm-hmm. Very catchy. Mega vibe. Um, track number 10. Waterfalls coming out your mouth. Yep. Great name. Uh, my mind just went to the gutter, honestly. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Big old titties on the side. <laughs> a lyric. Beautiful. Didn't even have to write that one down. Yeah. That's on top of my head. Because <laughs> I was nice. like, oh, hello. It's nice to know what you look for in lyrics, hey? No, no, no. It just uh, stood... yeah. <laughs> it just... You just admitted it. <laughs> I said, no, no. No, uh... no. Nah, nah, I just said <laughs> it stood out because it's just off brand for the album. Okay, 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 okay. All right. How do you feel about the song? That's good. Yeah. To me, it kind of just felt like a fill-in. Yeah. Like, there was nothing... It's a bit simple. There was nothing entirely significant about it. But mm. what I did really... Like, I think at this point, um, I started to realise, like, just how good they are at lyrical play. Yeah. Like, the word flows... The words just flow so well in every song. But I think it was this song that would be like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. For Keep sure. those words. It's kind of like... I wrote down what... They, uh, what Dave said about it as well I'm talking a lot about what Dave said because I think it just adds like you get your own understanding then you see what he mm-hmm. kind of had behind it and you put them together and you get like an amazing experience yep um, and he was like saying that it's about how like the first few months of a relationship you kind of act like a different person because you're worried that who you're with isn't going to like you and you're not good enough okay and I was like I did not get that at all no Maybe if I, like, read more into it, the lyrics, maybe? It was kind of more just, like, a listen. I was like, okay, cool. Okay. Cool. I did think it was cool that this was the demo, and they just left it. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Because they said they tried to add stuff to it, and it just was a bit Mm -hmm. too intense. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good song. It's fine. But, yeah, Phil, I would agree. Yeah. Moving on to the big leagues here. Mm -hmm. Track 11. It's also incredibly loud. 
This song goes for what five minutes, four minutes, five minutes, and it's just synth building the entire time, and it is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I was like, this song is literally the definition of silence has never been so loud. Um, I just thought Day's voice was absolutely beautiful and angelic in this song. Yeah. Um, I like how the song had a bit of an eerie and haunting vibe to it. Yeah. Like, it, it did give a bit of that, like, ooh, scary, ooh. anxiety. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I, my understanding of it was, like, this would be how he, like, found out, uh, like, the news about his bandmate. Mm-hmm. And because it's, um, the whole song is... Um, about the three seconds between telling someone like horrible news and their reaction, like the yeah. build up, and you can just feel that, like when you listen to it, it's so haunting. Mm-hmm. These lyrics are like I was looking through the song lyrics, and there is just this lyric that just hits home. Listen, right? <clears throat> Tell me if you've ever related to this before. I tried for you and I for too hard for too long, gave it all and everything for one more time. That's that's Oprah deep. That's like <sighs> hit my soul, hit my soul, hit my heart, hit my feelings. Just not the feelings. Bury me in a hole already. <laughs> I wanted to die, not die, not literally, but I wanted to die after hearing those words. Yeah, it's pretty. pretty Especially intense. Dave singing it. I was like, oh, okay, cool, thanks, Dave. Thanks like, for oh, making me cry like stop, that. Stop, stop. <laughs> No, like, literally, like, I know I mentioned it before, but the synth is everything in this yep, song. It's definitely. just... Oh, so, so good. Um, cool, anything else to say about this one? Mm-hmm. Great. Track 12, home movie, Rockets, synth interlude, we love. Don't have much to say. That's all I yeah. got, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, what, 20 seconds? Oh, I think this one was a minute. Was it? Yeah. Or was that the next one? Doesn't matter. They're all the same. Um... Cool. Uh, track 13, Domestic Bliss. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise that's what we were talking about when I was bopping along. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. This, this one... song, I fell in love with it straight mm. away. Like, I love the song so much. Um, I think at the time, I was just going through something. Yeah. And the lyrics, the words of the chorus just hit me so hard. And mm. I was, like, bopping, but I was, like, crying at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um... Like, the song is about domestic violence. Mm. Um, but, the, like, the chorus um, can just be applied to so many different situations. 100%. Mm. Just, like, when he's, like... When he's, like, singing, like, begging on my knees, go to Fight Hawaii. And I was like, me. oh, my God. <laughs> like, imagine, just imagine, like, f- like what, five-year-old Dave begging his mum to leave the domestic abuse situation that's going on to go to Hawaii with his uncle. Ugh. Bruh, that's... And this is what I wrote. The chorus is absolutely impeccable. Like, yes, someone fight for me and take me to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, this song, definitely, like, probably my favourite. I think the first time I heard it, because of what I was going through at the time, Yeah. Um, the chorus just got to me. No, that's fair. Because I was like, yes, I want someone to fight for me. Because I was just in a situation where I was just asking someone, like, yeah. like fight for me, like, for once, for once in your life. I'm just asking you because I've done so much fighting for you just fight for me for once yeah and we can run up to Hawaii and leave everything behind 
Wait, no, that didn't end well. <laughs> so, yeah. Not an idea, but at least you got the song to be like... Yeah. At least I got the song to reminisce on. And you got Deja Vu as well, and you're like, there we go, I'm mm-hmm. set for a bit. So I listen to this, I'm going to listen to Deja Vu and be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that they introduced, like, I don't... Yeah, they introduced the strings on this album as well, and the strings were just so good. Mm-hmm. And then that's brought back later as well. Yeah. But yeah, overall, great, great time. Mm-hmm. You like? And very cry-worthy song too. Yeah, I think sure. we should start rating songs on how much they make us cry. We can do that for an album overall. Oh my god, yes. We'll do a rating and then we'll do a how many tears did Pix shed. <laughs> <laughs> um, track 14, Heat Waves. Heat Waves. This was uh, another single. 29th of June it was released this year. Mm-hmm. This is a playlist song. This is... I am tipping this to take out the hardest 100. You wanna... Yeah, I would too. I yeah. will too. That's when how good of a song it is. Um, I heard you spoken about it before, but as soon as I heard it, I just fell in love with it straight away. Legit. Um, yeah. Chorus is absolutely catchy. It's I think it's such a good song to kind of release um, as a single prior to the album. Yeah, for sure. Um, it sets the tone of what the and like of what the album's gonna sound like, and it really showcases how the sound of the album will go so yeah. I think it was a perfect song to kind of release just before the album release yeah I 100% agree and it's just like the song is just so amazing and it's just it's boppy catchy it's everything you want mm-hmm. still got that meaning behind it yeah. about like realising that you've changed yourself when you're in a relationship <laughs> wow you know um, what I wrote down was I wrote down the words Sometimes all I think about is you Late night in the middle of June And then I'm right next to it If that doesn't make you think of someone you shouldn't be thinking of <laughs> <laughs> Oh no um, I definitely rate this very high on the uh, song that makes me want to cry and boogie at the same time Yeah, that's like For sure It almost takes it for this album almost. <laughs> But yeah, give Heat Waves a go This is. I mean, 100%. we'll definitely be talking about it at the ranking stage Oh, for it's sure If I were to recommend a song to for someone to listen to Glass Animals for the first time, it'd be Heat Waves. Hundred percent. I don't think I've shown a person Heat Waves and not have them like loved it straight away. Legit, it's just it's just such a great song, so lovable. All the vibes are there. Mm-hmm. Required. Beautiful. Um, track fifteen, we've got the last home movies, which is Shoes On. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a home movie. It's good. Nice to have a bit of an interlude mm-hmm. before you deliver the gut punch that is the end of this album <laughs> track 16 helium helium oh, <clears throat> the way that it complements dreamland so well i love it it's like literally bookends this album i wish it wasn't the last song on the album though you reckon yeah just because it's such a like a nice like upbeat hypey song i would have rather something slow mm. to kind of like finish off the album what, what would mean, you have placed there would you move something i probably also incredibly loud maybe uh, maybe I would have put a um another interlude type of home movie at the end that would have been good oh there is technically one in this at, at the, the very end. very end yeah is it or in the song in the song I don't remember I mean it is it is like it's, a is very hard to talk the about these songs without like listening to yeah. them <laughs> in the background I should have put my earphones in and just kind of like quickly <laughs> listen to them at the same time we're talking about it yeah that's what like I usually do because you can do that without getting it. Yeah, I was trying to find my earphones, but I don't know where to put them. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Man, where did I put them? Yeah, lost Anyways, them. sorry, whatever. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love this so much. It's just, because it goes, it's literally, 
uh, goes through every song on the album, gets an element from it, talks about it all. They use the like instrumental style for about forty seconds. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, this is probably another instant favorite. Like I li- instantly 100%. fell in love with it straight away. Uh, I always have these really weird messages written down. Um, I'm like, the chorus really got to me. Um, I guess I want you more than I thought I did now that I know that a part of you is at home with him. I was like, bitch, how'd you know what I was going through? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's just like, I love that it's painted as like a relationship and instrumentally warped and out of order to symbolize the changing nature of life. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Obviously, Um, I did not come up with that. That's too genius. Way too genius. Um... It made me feel like I was like the main character type of the song. Like you definitely yeah, made 100%. me. Yeah, hundred percent. Because there's times you feel like the side character because you're like, this is too good, I can't be doing this. Mm-hmm. But then this brings it back. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like how they managed to capture visuals and put them into words just so well. The way they yeah. describe certain things, like kind of to detail, in like such a short like kind of verse. Yeah, for sure. I like that. My favorite little part as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know how right at the end, so right at the end of the song Helium, they play um, the chords of Dreamland. Oh. Not only do they do they that, do. they play it in E major, which is the chord of dreams. Oh. Look at that for a little Easter egg. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Now I have to like listen to it and like look for it. Oh my god. Like who I does like that? that? I like that. So nice. That's such a nice touch to it as well. For sure. And that's. Dreamland by Glass Animals. What do you think? Oh, was that it? That's it. Yeah. I always thought there was like so much more. <laughs> nah, because there's like what sixteen tracks in about twelve songs. So. Oh my god, we discussed like twelve songs already. Okay, damn. Wow. Goes quick when you've got when you're talking about like the good stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, great album overall. Definitely, I think one of my favorite albums of the year. Mm. Pop perfection. Legit. Absolutely pop gold. And I will mention it again, the synth in some of these songs, immaculate. Production, immaculate. Just everything. Vocals, Lyrics. immaculate. Lyricism, oh. immaculate. Amazing. The Great two job. greatest listeners in the world who love this album, immaculate. Exactly. Well, one of them. Uh, who? You can pick. It better be me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Sure, sure. <laughs> Um, so I looked at some of the ratings as well. So Metacritic gave this um, 75 out of 100. Clash mm-hmm. gave it 8 out of 10. The Guardian gave it 3 out of 5. And The Independent gave it 4 out of 5. Oh, quite high. Quite high. What mm-hmm. did, have you ranked the album out of 10? For me? Oh, where's the, like, what's the ranking based out of? Like, are we ranking it out of like... Just how much you like the album, I suppose. How much I like the album. I think... I'm gonna give it like a nine. A nine? Wow, that's fine. A nine or an eight point five. Eight point five nine. Nice. Because like, normally there's like those um, if I can listen to a whole album, and not like have to like skip a couple songs. Like if I skip more than like maybe like two or three songs, uh, all right. Yeah. But like I want maybe skip the interludes. Yeah, but they're not even that long. Like you can can get away with it. Literally, but other than that, like I didn't actually listen to a song and be like. This is this is mm. awful. I didn't like it. Yeah. There's every like every song I absolutely loved and I liked it. Some songs were just a bit like, eh. Some songs were a bit like well one song was like, eh, the other song was like yeah. filler, everything else. Loved it. Yeah, see I'm kinda of the same. Like and the other thing I look at is how many of these songs would I put in playlists and listen to outside of the album? 
There's at least six on this. At least six. Oh, yeah. No, I think I have, like, maybe, like... Because I have, like, a driving playlist. Yeah. I just, like, put on every song that, like, I like to drive to and just listen to and just sing along. And I definitely think at least, like, six or seven of these songs yeah. would be on there. Because, like, apart from the home movies, I suppose, the only ones that aren't on there are, like, waterfalls coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Which I think we can, I uh, we can just say is not the greatest song on the album. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've given it an 8 out of 10. Okay. I quite liked it. Mm-hmm. Now we get to the part that all listeners have been waiting for. It's our top five songs from the album. From the album. Alright. So what have you got as number five? Number five, Tokyo Drifting. Nice. Mm-hmm. I had It's Also Incredibly Loud. Okay. Mm, that's a good one. It is good. What's your four? Dreamland. At number four... Listen, 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 Oh, listen. dear. Dreamland, just because, like, I was... I wanted to focus more on the songs that made me want to cry and bop at the same time. Okay, yeah, I'll, I get that. Uh, my number four is Helium. Okay. I think I, I think I did mine more on, like, how much I related to it. That's fair. As well, yeah. Uh, what would you ask? Sorry? Number three. What number three, Heat Waves. That's lower than I thought it would be. Number three? Yeah, I thought you'd have it higher. Number three? Yeah. It's in my top five. <laughs> what do you in your mean? top three? I don't know. I just it's in my top three. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, my number three was Your Love, Deja Vu. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was in my honourable mentions. <laughs> but acoustic. <laughs> my honourable mentions was like four songs. and I was like. My honourable oh. mentions was Tangerine and Your Love, but the acoustic version. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. My honourable mentions was Domestic Bliss. Okay. <laughs> yep. um, you're number two. Helium. Yep. Was that your number two as well? Oh, no, no you said your number five. No, nah, my number two is uh, Heat Waves. Heat Waves, okay. Yeah. Alright, well, you just dissed my number one. No, I didn't diss it. You said it as an honorable mention. For it me. deserves to be number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how you felt. Alright, uh, so my number one is Domestic Bliss. A good song. Great song. Very good song. I think it's number, my number one just because, like, for me, it was probably the song that, as soon as I listened to the album, I just fell in love with it. Yeah. Straight away. Um, definitely because it was really relatable at the time that I listened to it. And it's just the fact that, like, it just makes me feel so, like, ooh, wavy. I can't do <laughs> Just something you can bop to. Yeah, bop and cry yeah. to. It's what I like. We love that. Uh, my number one was Dreamland, because... Alright, uh, fair. Immaculate. Love it so much. Listen, yeah, at least Dreamland is in my top five. Domestic Bliss isn't even in your top five. Well, what, I couldn't get rid of any of them. Okay. What could I have gotten rid of? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. There's no synth in it. I'm just, uh, okay, we don't need to drag the song now. <laughs> I'm not dragging the song, I'm just mentioning that if it had synth, it's in the top five. Alright. I'm a bit of a bit of a hoe for some synth, apparently. Bit of a hoe for some synth? Just a little bit. Aren't we all a hoe for something or someone? Aha. Uh-huh. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for joining me on the Bleachers Picks. Thank you for having me. Hope you had fun talking about know, such a great album. I had so much fun. Excellent. Love talking about this album. Love just this album is everything. So good. Yeah, I really fell in love with it, especially during such a weird stage in our lives. Yeah, I, it was I nice feel to like it a, was just so fitted. It was such. It's nice to have an album that kind of made us feel very nostalgic in a sense. Yeah. Like it made us think about like times in our lives where like things were normal where certain things happened um, but I reckon this album really got me through 
such a shitty time during yeah. ISO for sure. No, I mean, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think it was just the amount of nostalgia kind of like put your focus away from dealing with ISO to like remembering like great times in your life or maybe not so great times and then looking forward to like post ISO when everything opens up. Yeah. So now like everyone's in good moods to go out and do stuff. Literally. What are you most excited for now that is post ISO? Ooh. Um, <laughs> what are you most excited for, Mr. Callum? Smith? I don't know. I kind of am just keen to be outside doing whatever I choose to do. I think it's the freedom part. Mm-hmm. Just like not having someone tell you, you can't do this and you can't do that. Yeah. But now it's like, I can do whatever I exactly. want. Like, I want to go to the beach by myself for a day. I can do that. I feel like you're going to absolutely get a sunburn as soon as you even touch the beach. I take that as an insult. <laughs> How dare you know that about me? We haven't even been to the beach yet. It is. It, uh, it isn't hard to tell. Well, explain yourself. Go on. Nah, just Edward Cullen. <laughs> Actually, you haven't even watched Twilight. Yeah. For no, listen, listen, oh, listen, listen. <laughs> Podcast listeners, <laughs> just, just so you know, no one ever makes just, it this far. <laughs> just yeah, but listen, people will make it this far one day. When this podcast becomes more and more like known, they're gonna look back at this, and they're gonna know this fact that Callum has never watched any of the Twilight movies. I've seen one singular part. No. I walked. No, this is helps my case. Oh. I walked past my sister who was watching one of them. Like, I was in, It was before the second ISO, mm-hmm. um, and like they're like, "Oh my god, someone's gonna die. He's gonna like, it's like um, Edward's gonna commit suicide by going out in the sun at the festival." And then they run through, like, Rome to stop him from sparkling. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Okay, listen, but, like, it's vampires. What are they supposed to do in the sun? Not sparkle. Yeah, but, like, he has, like, glittery skin. Like, it's what makes him I different. Know, I only found that out this year, and I was shocked. What? That's... I thought the sparkle thing was a joke, because he was white. Like, really pale. <laughs> if that's the case, you'll be sparkling. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast, Thanks. <laughs> for listening if anyone got to the end again um thanks we have got some exciting stuff planned pix is going to come back for a fine line episode at some point some point you actually know after those comments maybe i'll do it by myself listen callum <laughs> don't don't do don't do me dirty like that did you watch the golden music video yeah oh, harry styles if you ever hear this i am if you can get harry styles to listen to this podcast listen listen harry styles is this ASMR? Let's get real close. Harry Styles. <laughs> I am in love with you. <laughs> Was that close enough? Yeah, it, it spiked on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say he heard you. Alright, well, uh, that's it for today. Um, join us on the bleachers next week. We'll have something fun going on, hopefully. Woo, we did it. Woo. <laughs>